All right. So good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to the AM show, the November 11th edition. Uh, big day for me. It is my last day of of uh, work in the restaurant industry. I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody uh, for your support, your kind words. A lot of people went and uh, watched the YouTube video and subscribed there. So I appreciate that. And uh, one of the nicest compliments I've ever got was um, you are not nearly as ugly as you sound. So uh, that was a, <laughs> yeah, puts a smile on my face. So I, I appreciate that. But in all seriously, uh, seriousness, this is, um, I don't know, I think a, a very exciting chapter in my life. And I'm, I'm really happy to be Starting to do that, but enough about me. I'm, uh, as always, joined by um, the ENS bear himself as he exited his position, Mr. Free Market Capitalist. Yes, sir. I am no longer a holder of ENS. I'll be buying back at $30 in two weeks. Good luck to everyone else with their bags. And I do think it could easily get to 120 150 I just thought at 90 bucks the risk-reward wasn't there for me anymore. And I've seen these airdrops play out a bunch of times now, and I'm very sure it's going to mean revert close to uh, where it ICO'd. So I could see it getting back to, you know, between 15 and $30. I love it as a long-term hold. I love the product. I'd be buying ENS names today if you don't have them, but I did exit uh, the airdrop. Yes. Night. So, um, uh, keep it well keep, we, we're going to keep an eye on those charts as well and uh i can't wait to see the um tears of regret as this thing goes to 150 full stop um <laughs> yeah no i i sold my i had three wallets with ens i sold the last one this morning uh for i guess what was it 71 or 72 bucks or something like that and you know, there's a Coinbase listing coming up, so it, it could just get that natural PR pump. But whatever, I'm uh, I'm very happy with my trade and I am going to buy it back. I'm yeah. Not, hey, for you know, for a free airdrop, um, you can't really go wrong uh, getting anything out of it, especially uh, the amounts that I saw some people pulling out of it. So, I mean, great, great for them. And it's hard to blame anybody for taking that uh, big excess liquidity if you needed it, especially in this market. Uh, really quickly, I want to just go over the uh, crypto markets today. Um, keep this one short and sweet because not much is happening. We did see a bit of a pullback in Bitcoin and Ethereum yesterday. Uh, nothing more than a, a, a meager 5%. And most of that has returned uh, back to form. Looking at it right now, Bitcoin's at about 65,000. Ethereum's at about 4,700. Nothing wrong with those numbers as we uh, we look ahead. Um, a couple of things that we have been talking about a lot on this show is obviously, and we just mentioned it, Ethereum name service. That did peak yesterday at slightly over uh, $90. And um, Coin uh, CoinGecko is saying 83 is the all-time high. But uh, I think you can attest to the fact that it did go higher than that. And yeah, right now is... Yeah. So as sushi, it, there were actually different prices on Uniswap and sushi uh, the whole time. And if you go to like Chartex or TradingView, they tend to quote the uni price. So there was a lot of discrepancies, but I was sitting there watching it uh, for at least an hour last night when it got above 80 because I thought maybe it could get to 100. And just at 91, I said, why am I, you know, being a dick for a tick? as they say, uh, for nine bucks. And just is that what they say? It, I've never <laughs> in, <laughs> in in futures trading. Uh, a lot of times you'll you wait for that one tick on a target. and You're like, what am I doing? Don't be a dick for. A tick. Oh, I get it. OK, yeah, I've never heard that yeah, before, but uh, he learns something new every day. So anyways, <laughs> Ethereum name service sitting at about sixty six dollars right now. Um, this is probably nothing. 
literally probably nothing pn coin <laughs> came out yesterday um yeah if you got in at the very 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 bottom you probably had a nice little uh a nice little trade here but um yeah i mean if you got in at a reasonable point maybe you got a two or three x i can't even say how many decimal points that is uh but yes the probably nothing coin is uh the next on the list of meme uh, shit coins that have been uh pumping and not yet dumping and the king of those, uh, it seems to be right now, is uh, GM as that continues to just uh, be up only. I think if you went from the absolute bottom to the absolute top, you could have uh, you could have had a nice little hundred X in the last uh, 48 hours. So uh, kudos to anyone that got in early on that. I know there was a couple of Moon Lounge members that were able to scoop up some of those and perhaps have since exited their position. Again, pretty, pretty hard to turn down those massive multipliers in the uh, the span of a day or two. Yeah, I mean, even if you're going to get that thousand, like, you know, there's a lot of other 10x opportunities out there. So you wouldn't want to necessarily risk that gigantic bag. You just made 100x up to go for the thousand x. It's crypto. Take it off. Go buy some NFTs, not financial advice. Yeah, pretty wild that if you uh, think back to like traditional uh, financial investments, people wait their whole <laughs> life to get a 10x oh my on, God. on a, you know, an investment or more. So <laughs> we were talking about what even constitutes um, a coin that's mooning anymore because we were looking at the PN coin and it was like up 5x and we we're like, yeah, not really a moon. Nah. <laughs> exactly. And like, I, you know, again. In the stock market, you know, um, it's it's just not even comparable to these type of games. 100x in 48 hours. It's incredible. Yeah, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, let's switch into NFT mode here and uh, check out WGMI for a quick recap of what's going on in, in the NFT world. Uh, a couple of big movers on the one day change. Nice to see some of those big green numbers, including Mutant Cats, which at the moment is up 112%. Uh, I got to do some digging into that. I'm sure they had some big news. Uh, and also in the DAO world, Head DAO is continuing to do pretty well. Head DAO had a bit of a scary moment, at least for me as a holder. Yesterday, somebody in the moon launch posted uh, like Shamdu going off the deep end and basically saying, like, sell your head down now. Um, I thought it was one of those plays that uh, OpenSea decided to delist um, head down, which is not the case, just in case anybody gets worried about hearing me say that. But uh, yeah, Shamdu just um, openly <laughs> tweeted out, I hate OpenSea. The shit is so far from decentralized. I'm not sure if. Anybody is under the impression that OpenSea is decentralized. Uh, so <laughs> kind of a weird uh, route to go uh, to, to go at a company that's um, hosting your your project. And I think everybody got a little bit scared for that. And, you know, the trials and tribulations of a uh, 16 year old <laughs> DAO founder, <laughs> I suppose. And I think people really always miss the point that decentralization is great to build on top of, but it's not great to exist in. Centralization has its perks. And once you've built something, centralized products within that are going to offer your average person a lot more than decentralization ever could. So, well, let's, I think people let's not always forget that, that you do need a centralized or a semi-centralized on-ramp uh, for the time being because there there needs to be bridges from, you know, traditional financial markets into crypto. It, they can't just be two completely separate entities without, uh, you know, oh, without yeah. that bridge. So, um I think 
you know, a lot of these decentralized products um, really kind of came out from 2017 to now 2021. Um, NFTs are are probably on the precipice of having some seriously decentralized uh, platforms as well. But for the time being, we are stuck with OpenSea. Um, but it is a free market, and uh, you know, some some competition is moving into the space, and that's going to force OpenSea to be reactive or you know potentially die. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely two uh, decentralized marketplaces being worked on by big, respected names within the NFT community that are going to debut. But, you know, it's like it's the same thing as a restaurant. You know, you got to wear shoes and a shirt to go inside. And I think most customers appreciate that, even though some people would say, oh, man, that's not my right. It's not decentralized. Well, that's how you kind of look at products, the right to build the restaurant should be decentralized but what goes on inside of it is up to the owner yeah um i, I think that's a, a an important thing to remember as well right that was a big conversation that was going on on bitcloud and DSO, and we won't go too deep into it but it was you know your basically your node your rules and this you know the the yep. overarching blockchain was free from any rules and how you decided to use it was uh the goal or was was on you, um, Ethereum and, and these other blockchains are a lot like that, right? You you got to remember yes. that, you know, in a, in a lot of senses, they're not fully decentralized. So um, speaking of OpenSea and some uh, questionable, I guess, marketing tactics, there was uh, <laughs> a post on Twitter by someone named uh, Florida Ape. Basically just said OpenSea has removed some valuable data from their API, didn't give a heads up to the dev community. We really wish that you would uh, think about your users here and there. This was posted three days ago. Um, you know, a punk uh, or a funk, sorry, responded with uh, OpenSea having lack of communication. Shocking. Three days later, um, OpenSea finally responded. Matt from OpenSea responded with an upside down smiley face. And that was it. Uh, you know, they took no, no time or effort to address this. They basically, I mean, they might as well have just put a middle finger emoji on there or something, right? Like a, a fucking eggplant emoji. Yeah. And I say good. Uh, I am not of the same mind as all these spoiled traders that came into the business two months ago and expect this to be think or swim for JPEGs. You, none of you understand where we've been the last two years and open sea is a goddamn monolith it's a, a god and i love this cheeky response every two weeks the devs complain more is being removed from the apis of course you monkeys these guys are going into the big leagues they need they all the data they have is now valuable this is not decentralized you're gonna have your decentralized marketplaces eat your open sea fees for now and like it <laughs> uh just out of curiosity when did open sea employ you <laughs> god bless nate <laughs> all right all right no, that's too far but no you know, no I, but i, I, I believe you know you bring up an interesting point this is a company that is um you know a for-profit company not decentralized as we just mentioned and a company that is uh on the precipice of going public they do have rules, regulations, and um, people breathing down their necks, including regulators and venture capitalists that they kind of have to listen to. They don't really have much of a say in that matter. And, you know, if they decide to kind of stick it to the man, then, you know, their their hopes and dreams of, of hitting the stock market are 
nil. Um, but it is kind of a, a stark contrast to how you see a company like Coinbase operate too, which I actually, you know, appreciate some of their their PR. And I think that they navigate a lot of the uh the aspects and the you know the core values of uh crypto pretty well as they bring it into like a, a public facing company. Yeah. And you know when I when I say that what happened the last three years, it's not that it was a struggle. It's not it's just that it would it's not been easy to buy NFTs. Nobody knows what NFTs are. You see how sticky even the verification issue is, right? Like what does verification communicate to a customer? when you're an NFT marketplace. Like when it was just the insiders, it didn't really matter. No one thought about it. No one cared. Now that it's people who aren't educated in what they're doing, it obviously this, this blue check carries tons of significance. So I just think that OS is growing and, you know, and of course they're going to start taking away more and more stuff from their API so that they can leverage it for themselves. It's just the way it is. It is what it is. And like you said, and like we're all aware of, there are more options coming uh, probably sooner than later. And, um, you know, at that point, if you continue to use OpenSea and you're that unsatisfied with it, that's pretty much on you. So, yeah, totally, totally kind of see both sides of it. But I personally just think that OpenSea could just do better for um, for the community that they've been charging, you know, two and a half percent on on now billions of dollars in volume over the last couple of months. So. Uh, you know, agree to disagree on that, but uh, you know, always appreciate your your candor with these things. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like it, it, I, I understand both sides of it for sure. Um, circling back to WGMI, another project that we talked about in depth yesterday, but continues to roll is the bastard uh, bastard gone punks V two. Um, we went into depth about why we like them. A couple people in the DGen Dojo thought we were maybe trolling the entire segment. Uh, definitely not the case. We are very, very bullish on the bastards. Uh, but yeah, looking yesterday, that um, kind of mystery person that snuck into the Discord is is continuing to sweep up there. So he bought, I think, 13 yesterday, including a pack of them. Uh, so yeah, the bastards continue to have some volume, a lot of sales on them. And, uh, again, like, you know, supply might be tightening up. So just wanted to follow up on that. And, uh, if you noticed anything yesterday, I know, um, there, there was somebody that undercut the, uh, the entire floor by a substantial amount. And there was a bit of a war <laughs> in the, uh, DGen dojo to pick it up. So, uh, I, I if you want to talk to that. Well, yeah, that well, I, I saw a really clean, good looking be gone go up for point two. They have a live sales bot in the uh in the Discord there. So I I kind of get a notification every time a new Begon goes up. Yes, I'm a little obsessed. And this one went up for point two, which undercut the floor by a lot, you know, 0.08. So it is a nice 50% jump just to pick this guy up. He was super clean and good looking. I posted it in the DGen dojo because I know a lot of people are underweight begons and there was just a little bit of a friendly gas war i think as viz pumped his up uh to the max to get it quickly because i'm sure uh a few people not in the dgen dojo were also going for it and luckily it went to an am member um there are no rares left they they have been bought by this person over the last day. I, no, there are no well-priced rares left. There are fairly priced rares, which I don't think anyone's going to be paying in this room. The uh, 
there are rumors in the Begone Discord about who this person is, and I don't want to say it. I think it's irresponsible. But at the same time, let's see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks. I've always said this is a long-term play, and I'm just wondering out loud if a short-term trade is brewing as well. Yeah, I think if you're liquid enough to to pull some of these, especially if you're able to catch somebody undercutting the floor by that dramatic amount, uh, I, I you know could be could be pretty short term that you can see a two, three, four x on this. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And then uh, before we get into a couple projects that we're looking at, I found or I, I can't remember who posted this. It was somebody in the DGen Dojo, but I managed to click on it, and it was uh, a thread by someone, Darren Lau. Uh, who was talking about the making money off of airdrops. And he basically made a pretty comprehensive thread about the different plays that he's making in terms of projects that he's buying to look for uh, airdrops. Obviously, it's all speculation. We don't know for sure that any of these are going to do airdrops. And eventually, one, you know, once you do know, then the price kind of gets baked in. But, um, you know, he he broke it down by um, airdrop plays for swaps. So, you know, Paraswap, MetaMask, uh, stable swaps, yield aggregators, savings, DeFi automation, NFTs, privacy coins. Like there's a there's a ton of information in there. I'm not going to read them all off. There's, you know, a lot to unpack, but uh, I'm going to post that down in the general chat as well for people to go take a look at so if you are somebody that wants to start doing airdrop plays and, and looking for uh you know some of the returns that people have got over the past week it's a pretty valuable tool and it was pretty pretty well organized twitter thread i don't know if you got a chance to look at it but does anything in there stand uh, stand out to you yeah i mean i i did review it quickly there's a lot of good stuff on there i've been saying since maybe march or april that i think metamask uh was going to be the next big one and I guess it was ENS. Um, but MetaMask, I do think, is going to have a coin eventually. And all I'll say is that, you know, the next high profile drop, watch the coin again, because they always ramp in the beginning. So even if you're not part of the airdrop, if you get in there the moment at ICO, there could be another good trade because look at ENS. It seems to be following the exact same pattern again. So now the last four high-profile drops are four for four in how they behave post-drop. So I, at least with the initial ramp, you know, we'll, we'll see if it does retrace as I think it's going to. But, you know, you could take advantage of that initial ramp. Maybe there seems to be good history there. Yeah, definitely. Lots so of MetaMask. Yeah. Yeah. MetaMask is, is, is one that I think most of us probably have at least one. Um, definitely not the worst idea to have multiple wallets regardless, uh, just for security purposes. If, if one, God forbid, were to ever, um, you know, interact with a uh, scam contract and whatnot, at least, you know, don't have all your eggs in one basket, right? It's like almost the same concept of like not using the same password for everything that you do, right? Yeah, I never have uh, a lot of ETH in the wallets that I go direct to Contra, especially the stuff that's like popping up in AM that we're just worth, you know, we're running into. I have a Docs wallet that has stuff in it that I like to trade and sell and buy with. And I, I just tend to allow that thing to do what it does naturally and not try to put a lot of ETH in just because, you know, we've seen pe uh, the opportunists and the scammers are coming because all the money is coming here. Yeah, they're going to get more sophisticated and we can see they already are. So I just think it's always smart to at least have a trading wallet, right? And if MetaMask does do this drop, 
Uniswap was just based on how many wallets you connected to Uniswap and did one trade. You could have just paid gas once and you got 500 Uniswap coins for every wallet you connected. Do you understand that AirDrop now is worth fifteen or $20,000? I haven't looked at Uni in a bit. But that's what we think with MetaMask. You know, set up a Meta, set up multiple MetaMask wallets, do some transactions. It doesn't have to be anything. Just spend the gas on their swap feature once, pay them their little bit, and and hope that that's uh, their policy too. I'm just really hoping that I get airdropped something for all of the gas that I've paid on the Ethereum network. <laughs> the Ethereum airdrop from Vitalik <laughs> for all the gas we. Hey, he advertises airdrops of Ethereum all the time on uh, Twitter. <laughs> all you have to do is send him four ETH, and he will send. I, please, God, don't listen to me. That's uh, generous. Guy. The, <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. That is a, the, that the, is a joke. that's the OG Twitter scam. And I'm curious as to how many people actually fall for that back in the day. But obviously, it worked <laughs> considering how prevalent it was. So, yeah, pretty pretty scary. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about projects. Um, the Littles was one that we briefly talked about uh, a couple days ago, um, mentioned that the Discord was open and, and kind of referred some people over there. Uh, interestingly, uh, I saw an announcement this morning that they had a little bit of a hack. It doesn't seem to be anything too serious. It wasn't um, a Discord hack where some fraudulent, you know, minting links got posted, but uh, there was a, um, the whitelist document that they were keeping all of the email addresses, which is part of the whitelisting process, um, was exposed. So I think there was about 300 people who got their their email and their obviously their public key kind of doxed. Uh, so so kind of shitty that that happens. It's one of those things. I I don't I, I've done it before myself. I don't really see the need for for email addresses to be attached to a whitelist. Um, but you know, right. projects do do it. And I think it should probably highlight the, the, uh, importance of not only having multiple wallets, as we just mentioned, but also multiple email addresses, right? Like don't ever put your, yep. your personal email address on there, or even just your pseudonymous email address on there. Like make a couple extra burner ones, just write the, uh, the, the email and the password down on paper, you know, tape it to the bottom of your desk or something if you ever need it and just uh you know use those for for these whitelists there's no reason to attach your identity uh or even your pseudo identity to your your wallet unless you are you know a, a public figure already but uh yeah it, it kind of uh, it, it wasn't huge but you know if you were on there and you filled out the email address on there make sure that you're not um clicking on any any links that look like it's from the littles yeah, there's a few easy steps everybody can take to prevent uh, a gigantic tragedy like the ones we outlined. So you might as well do them. You know, maybe it it it's hard to avoid scams as they become more sophisticated, but you can insulate yourself from tragedy. Yeah, and uh, in, in this in this world, um, once it leaves your wallet, good luck getting it back. You know, <laughs> the the odd time you get like a white hat hacker that uh, kind of exposes <laughs> something and then gives it all back. But those are few and far between. I mean, if they make off with your precious ETH or NFTs, like they are, they are gone, and you're probably never going to see it again. So yeah, be careful and stay safe out there. Uh, the Littles is actually kind of an interesting project. You know, if we're going to ignore a, a slight red flag on there. Um, but kind of getting some like Stardew Valley Valley type uh, <laughs> vibes from them, kind of cute. 
Uh, I don't know how much time you spent looking into them, but one of the things that we mentioned, I think, last week or on the show was um, somebody by the name of Will, Will X Lee on Twitter, posted a really great thread on Twitter called uh, How to Create a Successful NFT Series. Now, I didn't realize, but he is actually one of the founders of The Littles. So um, I thought that was a great thread. It seemed to be very poignant, a lot of great advice in it. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that um, plays out with with him launching this actual NFT series. Yeah, they seem to be doing, you know, the standard three. They've partnered, quote unquote, with Kongs, Mice, and Kaijus, because those are the three hot communities uh, at the moment. And they're, uh, you know, you want your team to be competent. And the it's nice to see that this is the way one of the founders is thinking. The art's really nice. It's like an, an actually good deluxe bears. They're pretty cute. They have really good colorways. And um, I believe Kongs, Mice, and Kaijus are all being gifted whitelist spots, but it's a raffle format because uh, I think they're giving 50 to each community. So... Um, if you're in those communities, go click your raffle button if you didn't already. And otherwise, there's no clear way to get on the whitelist. They say be a good member of the community. So it's kind of opaque, which I, I agree with. It creates slightly more organic engagement. But then at the same time, since people think the only way to engage, the only way to get on the whitelist is to engage, it makes the general very busy. So it's a little more organic than the LFGs, GMs, when people know it's an engagement contest, but it's still a little busy in there. Cool project. Yeah, I definitely wanted to keep a, an eye on. Um, I'm still just uh, doing a little bit of research on it to try and figure out, do you know what the quantity is and what the price is? Have they even announced that yet? They haven't. I think people have been asking. Let me see. I don't think they have announced. Yeah, that. I've spent a little um, bit of time looking around in it and I can't see anything. I mean, that's one of the things I wish that co uh, companies, um, these projects would be a little bit more transparent about right from the get go, because, you know, yeah, you, you got to spend a little bit of time working the whitelist. You got to spend some time, you know, sussing out the community and, and figuring it all out. Um, it's hard to justify spending that. Like if I if I went into this discord and they were like, yeah, it's going to be a twenty five thousand um mint drop uh and we're we're gonna whitelist uh you know 30 or you know oh fuck whatever twenty thousand people like uh, i probably just would stay away from it because it's probably not a project that i'm i'm gonna want to be a part of anyways right. and, and i think that that's one of the problems that we see with the whitelists in general is that um you know barracks and and whatnot did the we're whitelisting everybody well the second that anybody gets turned off of that project and they're already whitelisted and now you'd have this whitelist that's not going to really sell out or you know maybe sub like substantially doesn't and you avoid that public gas war like it, the whole thing just doesn't really sit right with me so it would be nice to know what you're getting into because uh, honestly even just for somebody else's sake if i don't want to to mint a project then there's no sense in me being on the whitelist and, you know, yeah. you're just taking that spot from somebody who who would actually like to mint it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, another project uh, that's kind of popped up was uh, Wolves. Did you uh, did you see this? Has anybody um, has anybody been talking <laughs> about it? Yeah, these are uh, Wolves, W-U-L-V-E-Z. Uh, they're pretty damn cute and good looking. 
It's a relatively new project, it seems. Their Discord link is in their Twitter. What do you think? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just just trolling a little bit. Um, I, I was, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk about <laughs> this secret project called Star Wolves. Never heard of it myself. But uh, yeah, there, there was a, a pixel art project called Wolf's. W-U-L-F-Z, which uh, you just spelt out, so I'm being redundant, um, but saw that pop up on Twitter. Actually, kind of kind of cool looking art. Like, it's pretty pretty clean, um, pretty cutesy. Uh, right. Looking at it in the Discord makes a pretty good profile picture. So I did have the Twitter pulled up, and now I've dropped it off. So I'm trying to look for the link right there. But have you, have you done any digging uh-huh. on this one yet? Uh, I haven't done too much. All I did, it, it popped up in the Kaiju Alpha today. So that was where I found it. And uh, I just thought the art was cool. Yeah, so I'm got some, take a look at it. some cyborg wolves with some laser eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, something to keep an eye on. We'll post the Discord link in the um, in the Discord. But I don't... Yeah, so uh, I'm warning... I just want to warn everyone, I'm about to FOMO into PN, so that is probably the top for the NFT meme coins. I just want to just put that warning out there. Like you just decided live that you're buying? Yeah, I'm entering the transaction to Uniswap right now. (laughs) Oh, you saw gas dip, eh? (laughs) No, no, that's the whole point of FOMO. You don't pay attention to the... (laughs) The All dynamics right. of the trade you're well, FOMOing. We will uh, we'll check back in tomorrow and see how that ended up working out for you. Yeah, sounds good. I I feel good about it, Pat. I feel good. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, I'm sorry to disappoint anybody that thought we were going to talk about Star Wolves, but I do think that that remains the preeminent wolf-based NFT in the uh, in the space so on that note we are going to move to the uh, open mic session so um, some familiar faces in here we'd love to have up on the stage if you uh, have the time and energy to do so raise your hand and we'll bring you up if there's anything you want to talk about always love to uh, shoot the shit for you know we got about 20 minutes here I'm just looking at the uh, PN chart right now <laughs> and uh, seeing kind of what your what your entry point <laughs> is. There's this giant red candle on the end of the chart now. I shouldn't say giant. Oh, because it defaults me to a one minute chart. Why do they do that? You know, they they do that because they know it trips up new trade. Never look at a one minute chart ever. Live on the one. There's minute some chart. professional advice. Oh my! Are you kidding me? No, I actually Four don't. Hours uh, is I don't really trade on charts anyway, so I have you know something. Gotcha. Maybe I'll take that into uh, consideration <laughs> if I ever. Yeah, start no, to do I so. bought. I'm buying the near absolute top on what looks like a pretty violent double top in response to a uh, a coin trying to be a, a coin that already exists. The thing is, I have noticed that usually the first derivative works out. So that's my best uh, bull case for PN is that the next derivative, whichever one comes out next, WGMI is going to do a 4X and then fail. So I don't know. I think WGMI could be a, a legit meme coin if that ever uh, takes takes surface. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that that one will be dropping any day now. I don't know by who, but I'll probably have into that also. Yeah, there is a on the Dex tools. There are a couple of WGMI coins that I'm not going to touch with a ten foot pole. 
Yeah. Ooh, a hand up. We have fans. It's our uh, regular guest, Mr. Joshua Cottrell, invited up onto the stage. Good to see uh, Illidan back too. We were uh, we were worried after our security <laughs> conversation that maybe you got picked up or something. So uh, a little bit of a relief there. Phew. Raise your hand twice if you need help. <laughs> Josh, what's going on? How's your Thursday morning going? Hey, hey, doing all right over here. Waking up slowly but surely. I'm West Coast, so it is very early over here. Get um, that AeroPress going, man. <laughs> it's about that time. Um, so obviously I want to know more about Star Wolves, but <laughs> barring, <laughs> barring any details there, um, I have an ENS question. So I haven't really been following it. I know there was a big airdrop, saw all the tweets, everybody talking about making a bunch of money, but is it harder to get an ENS domain now after this has happened? Like, has that affected pricing or anything or is, are they, has it had no impact on the price of the domains themselves? I think it, it I've seen more volume on the open sea profile for them. Uh, and I do think it is kicking off a gold rush. I, d- I don't think that I haven't bought one since the drop, the airdrop. So I don't know if going on there and buying one is more expensive. It was usually, if I remember it was just a set price and then they add, it was gas dependent, of course, but you're referring to the secondary pre- sales of these domain addresses. Yeah, so yeah. there's two, right? You can go to the ENS website and see what names are available. Um, if somebody has a name and it expires, you would go buy it directly from the ENS website. So like I have chemdog.eth because that somebody owned that and it expired and I was able to buy it. Crazy. So many good names expired about a month ago because people hadn't set their expiration dates long enough. And I mean... I knew some people who were just such hardcore believers who aped in and they are having a hell of a week this week. (laughs) Very, very cool. I mean, I'm talking like multiple thousands of coins in the airdrop. Craziness. Wild. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) And probably not the way they expected to make money off the names. Like I know one guy who's been trying to sell his, and I'm sure he sells some now and again, but he's, he buys them and then like reposts them, you know, for 0.1. I think you were able to get them when gas was normalized at like 0.03, 0.04. So it was a good double. If you could think of good names people wanted. Um, Yeah. 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 The only reason I never got one was because the gas prices just at the beginning, (laughs) like I was going to (laughs) pay five times more in gas than, than the actual names themselves. I'm sure a lot of people are in that situation, though, now. I mean, <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. It's almost like low priced things make less sense. Like, even though technically less is coming out of your pocket, you're happier to pay gas on a higher priced item, of course, because it's such a small percentage versus. Yeah, we were dro- we were, we were kind of joking thing. about yeah. like the next wave of mints actually being like really, really low supply and very, very expensive mints just to, you know, <laughs> kind of m- mitigate the gas prices right because if you're if, you know if you're buying a 0.2 drop or something and the gas is an extra 0.02 you don't really care but if you know if, if it's 0.03 and then you have to almost double the price just in gas uh there's there's definitely a mental kind of block that makes it uh not very palatable damn it i should have aped into vibe look at this chart this this is the one 
What did I just do? <laughs> now I'm stuck in this PN garbage. Who who told me to do this? The top is in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, top is in. I'm thinking of switching coins three minutes after owning one. This is it. This is it. Sell uh, your meme coin. I did see that Illidan had his hands up. Um, and Josh, in, in regards to your um, kind of hint at the Star Wolves, there will definitely be more coming out. But um, time is uh, is of the utmost importance for, for that project. We'd like to let this other project fail first, and then we'll start. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you have a big swell of sales after we started shouting out shroomheads? Like, are you uh, sitting on some generational wealth now? No, I, I wish we're, our supply is pretty low right now. A lot of people are holding not a ton of stuff listed. So, so it's been slow going, but it's good. Slowly building up a little bit of that excitement and hype. And I think it's going to be a big factor when we uh, start releasing a few more in the uh, spinoff series. Right for a large pop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure if you still wanted to come up, but uh, I did invite you up, Ilden, if you wanted to to come finish off the show with us. What was the uh, what was the other coin that you were looking at? Vibe, you said. Vibe. It just it it it's uh, not near its top. It's near its bottom. So that just seems like a better buy than this thing I just bought near the absolute top. So it looks, I mean, I'm sure PN's going to do very well and it's going to give me 100x just like some other people in the DGen Dojo. Uh, I'm not, not sure financial advice. I posted in the AM chat, you should, uh, you could have a look at GN because GM's already pumped. God damn it. <laughs> GN now. Good now. Ah. And, yep. Yeah, and GN came out last night, and uh, it pumped, but it hasn't fucking gone crazy yet, so <laughs> that could be one to look at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right. I was going to answer. I was going to answer Josh's question on the um, on the ENS stuff. Uh, I don't think the prices have actually changed yet. And when you go in to claim your ENS tokens that you have, so it wasn't an airdrop; it's a claim, right? So you, the person, need to pay the gas, and sometimes. Um, because MetaMask is shit or the contract is shit, that means having to claim the transaction like fucking five or six times before it works and you end up paying like bloody 0.2 or 0.3 in fucking gas because I tried claiming mine twice and it ate like 0.05 twice. And I don't know why I did that. So ENS was a claim. ENS is a claim, not an airdrop. So does that mean that if you could find addresses that are on the secondary that haven't claimed yet, you could... uh, scoop them up and claim it? uh no i don't think so because no. it's it's tied to the address so there was some oh, formula. yeah okay. there was a formula right. they put out on um how many days you've had the ens and then how many right. days you have left and then whether you actually set the ens to display or not and i'm a fucking retard so i didn't have mine um set to display so i, I missed out on easily doubling what i got but right. um yeah there was a formula that they had also, they capped out uh, the maximum number of remaining years left to eight. So, like, I have 10 years left, I think, on, on what I bought. Um, but they only give you tokens for up to eight years remaining. So, they capped mm. that. And then they also did a bunch of caps on, um, like, if you had multiple, because there were some people that had, like, you know, fucking thousand ENSs. 
but they weren't able to claim for all of them. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the the limitations they put in were. I think some of them might have been looked at manually, like okay, these guys are just farming, and some mm-hmm. of them actually, you know, you know, they bought like ten. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, but also, when you go into claim, you need to uh, vote and stuff. You need to like, as a person that's getting this at the start, you need to um, approve or reject a couple of motions, I guess. And one of them was I don't know if you actually read through this when you did yours free market. Um, you had to uh, one of the, the articles for approval or whatever was whether the pricing for ENS should uh, go up to avoid people just buying stuff, or should it be left alone and all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So I obviously said no, get fucked, like just leave it alone. <laughs> we don't want right. we don't want things just getting the prices jacked up for the sake of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, so the prices right now are the same, but it's it's going to come down to what all the ENS holders actually uh, decide on what the pricing is going to be for the future. Wow. All right, cool. Yeah, I didn't see the vote. Uh, I just claimed my coins. You said approve, 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 whatever. Uh, yeah, I yeah, didn't read the yeah, so, I, I, <laughs> I have signed my entire wallet away to ENS. I had no idea. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, there were there were a few. Like I approved the first one and the last one, I think, and I I rejected like two of them because they sounded stupid to me. Um, but yeah, I guess if a lot of people <laughs> just didn't citizen. read it and said approve, 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 then you know they'll be happy. And you had to pick a delegate as well before you could actually claim. So well, I picked uh, the punk. I, I, I scrolled yeah. through the list. Everyone looked like a douche. And I was like, well, I'll pick the punk douche at the very least. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I'm just enough. kidding. You seem like I think the guy fair owns enough. the company. Uh, that's why everyone was choosing him. So he probably right. wanted to prove on all the propositions. I'm so glad we yeah, just uh, trashed the punks live. <laughs> <laughs> nothing oh, nothing bad could happen there. They trashed themselves. Oh my God! What am I doing now? Uh, no, uh, uh, we this is worse than the time you went at Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? No, I'm not being serious. Where has he been? Um, I don't know, but uh, I I'm sure swimming in his hundred million dollars. All right, his, uh, his all right. His comment which, about which you uh, you being a free market capitalist was maybe one of the. Uh, which um, which Craig are we talking about? Uh, from from I mean, Big Cloud, a Big Cloud fame. Yeah. Oh, Craig that Clemens, Craig. Yeah. yeah, fuck that Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the uh, fabled Big Cloud boys. Still uh, waiting on that first single, actually. Um, yeah, nobody yeah. nobody <laughs> watching this gives a shit about Big Cloud content. So let's um, let's just switch gears there. Uh, I see yeah. Scott jumped up on the stage. GM, sir. Yeah, GM. Hey, I had a question for the true DGen coin buying. What are you paying free market? What are you paying in gas when you when you just did your swap for PN? I only put 0.3 into it and I paid 0.04 in gas. Yeah, because I don't buy a lot of these. I don't know what you call them, micro caps. When I went to yeah. my vibe, it was like 0.16 in gas to buy. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that could just be the estimation, but when the transaction actually goes through, um, it should come out yeah. to be less. Yeah, the few but transactions also, I've done these days, I've definitely noticed that uh, it goes through substantially lower than what it says. 
mm-hmm. which I, I think in looking at it and buying this, like, is this, I mean, I know the gas is high and that's what's killing NFTs, but, but I mean, the fees are crazy. So with everybody trading these. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, it's where the fees are very high, but that's why you see some of these people putting in like, you know, one each. So then it's kind of worth it, I guess. But that's also much, much higher risk. Um, also, a tip for you guys, if you are trying to go out and buy all these random shit coins and you do have Eden, uh, you can switch to the Eden RPC so you can avoid getting sandwich attacked. Yeah, yeah which because I have where are you, um, which exchange do you recommend using with Eden? Is there a best one to no, use? Um, it's all the same because like, so Eden has um, two functions, right? The first function is making sure that your transaction gets uh, like, you know, in the bribe line if you're trying to mint and stuff. And then the other one is you can use the Eden RPC, which is kind of like alchemy when you, or, you know, ETH mainnet, you click that, you click the drop down menu, and then it, um, it says Eden. There's a bunch of instructions. I, I'll need to find it and I, I can post it for you guys. But it prevents all the MEV attacks. And, and a MEV attack is a, is a minor mm-hmm. extracting value attack, which is where they sandwich your transaction, they buy right before you and sell right after you. Um, yep. But if you're on the Eden RPC, it it blocks them from doing that. Which is that doesn't sound indifferent than um, Mev the uh, mass minter. Yeah, I mean it's exactly the same. Where so, he yeah, gets he, his name? Is it actually accurately? <laughs> yeah, it's a very accurately picked name. That's what Mev stands for: minor extractable value. Huh. I did not and, realize. Uh, like you know, that's the whole slippage. Like, don't if you have to set your slippage to seven percent for some of these crazy ass coins when they first ICO. Don't forget to set it back because yep. you're just asking to be uh, <laughs> sandwiched for fifteen percent. You're like, why am I already down twenty percent? Yep. Uh, is that I, correct? Uh, is that okay, you only need you only need a hundred Eden, right? Yep, a hundred Eden is the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have to look at doing a, a video explaining Eden and how to set it up and use it properly too. I used it for orc gods. Oh, you did? Yep. Yeah. Oh, the, the, um, speak, speak God, I was going to ask how that orcs. worked out for you, but I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the, your, your orc should be very useful now, by the way, because he's he super high yeah. level. Um, yep. you can use him in the, in the raids and stuff. Uh, but also the orcs seem to, um, be getting a little bit of attention. They were on uh, Twitter Spaces with the with the mice yesterday, I think. Um, yeah. It looked like there was a little bit of sweeping happening. Um, I'm just looking at the page now, and it looks like holy shit. There's been a lot more listings. So yeah, uh, that was the president. This, 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 <laughs> the sweep has I, happened, and everything's been relisted again. So right. <laughs> yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask about orcs. If anybody has any questions, Maz is interviewing the dev team tonight. So we have them on. Oh my God. I can't wait to watch that. Ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we were actually um, talking about just doing a little bit more of a deep dive tomorrow um, as well. Definitely see if Kiwi wants to hop on too and just do a a quick segment on the morning show and, uh, you know, take in some of what Maz uh, learns tonight. Yeah, that'll be good. I'll I'll be watching that. Um, I'll try not to fund the bag too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were a number of fuck ups, so I am not the happiest with the orc dev team, but I am a big bag holder now, so I need to shut up and wait for rest of the quiddity. I've learned very quickly <laughs> never to piss you off, yeah. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> but um, it looks like they are getting a bit more attention and, and trying to actually do some marketing and stuff, so that should um 
that sh- that should be good. Never um, piss off a Scotsman. <laughs> I do hold a grudge. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but um, Scott, if you if you could add into their their questions, maybe um, if they're gonna include any of the things they mentioned in their previous white papers in these upcoming raids, because it looks like um, loot seems to not matter at all anymore, and it was explicitly stated that loot will play a part in how affected you are in raids especially if you have matching sets of weapons and stuff which is you know why people tried so hard to get into these limited loot pool items and Uh now it's like all right well no one gives a fuck about that anymore so what's going on there yeah i I am just uh for those keeping score i am now down 20 percent on my pn and vibe is uh, up 100 percent since i mentioned it oh what is vibe <laughs> I, have not, uh, I have not seen that. I don't yeah, think I've seen that one. Quick double while I was watching it. Pure like my down 20%. Yeah. Did that, did that just list? Yep. Pretty new. I think it's a few hours ago. Uh, eight hours ago. Where did you Where um, did you catch that pop up? I mean, there, there's so many vibes, though. So which one is it? Um, is it the know, one I ending just, in... But, is the contract ending in 1996? Um, let me see. I'll tell you right now. Uh, AE2E. Ends in AE2E. Yep. Oh, the trading, the trading pair ends in AE2E. Yeah, that, that is one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the trading pair. Yep. All right, let's have a, let's have a look at this. With West. There's like $550,000 of liquidity in it right now. Looks like it's. Uh, oh, this looks like a real nice bottoming pattern. Doesn't it? Right? Doesn't it? Off. Yeah. I mean, now so now it's, it's taken off, so it's it's too late. <laughs> I know. I know. Fucking just happened while we were talking too. <laughs> Should have been watching the one minute charts, baby. Oh my god, the lover. Um, are you guys all holding your? No, sorry, FMC. You already sold off your ENS. Did anybody else? Um, is anybody else holding on to that ENS for, for Coinbase or are you all getting it's that now? It's dead to me. Dead to me. Yeah, I'm still holding on. All right, I just invited uh, In Business up on the stage and we'll probably close uh, with him. But uh, I think we're setting a new record for more than 50% of the listeners up on the stage now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys can hear me? Stats. Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on? Oh, uh, for, I got to give a shout out to Josh. He uh, he lent me his not the mint pass uh, like a couple of days ago on his fungibles that uh, he wasn't going to mint, and I sold that last night for a for a nice little profit. So a little point oh six. So thank you, Josh, for uh, not running away with my money when I uh, <laughs> that for me. A little, little alpha mint team win there. Always love to see the uh, collaboration in the uh, the moon lunge there for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys mentioned that we were talking about ARCs for a second. I did, I did. I don't know why I spent two hours on a spreadsheet trying to calculate it out uh, already. I don't know why I like to do that stuff, but um, it is going to be going for the maximum dungeon you can get into seems to be the better play than, you know, being at the ideal level that they had for, um, for a lower dungeon. So if you're a level 30 orc, you know, you want to go into the higher dungeon with a minimum amount uh, versus 
going into a, the lower dungeon with a level 30. You're going to get more average bone shards that way. Hey, I wanted to ask yeah, that's very good. Um, is there some... Sorry, go ahead. I'm no, I just wanted to ask because there are some big orc holders here. So what do you guys think of phase two? Like, I mean, it's definitely kind of invigorated people that are already playing the game or interested in this. Do you think this brings in new users? Because I haven't really read through the white paper completely, but I know it's like shamans and bone shards. Like, do you see this widening the player base the way mutants widened ape holders? Um, I think that with the marketing that they are kind of maybe getting some new people buying in, but I don't think it's as widespread as we would like or we would need because it's still an expensive fucking buy-in to play a game. And if you buy just one, right, like how long is it going to take you to mint a fucking shaman? You need 60 bone, so bone shards to mint a shaman. And let's say you buy a, what, let's say you buy a floral, right? 4.6 ETH or whatever it is. And just having a look over here now, let's have a look at some of these floor orcs. They're going to be like level 10 or level 5 or something like this. What is this guy at? This guy's fucking level 1. Okay, yeah. great. You're going to need 9 guys, rays. This guy's also level 1. So you would then, uh, let me pull up the orc white paper here again so I can see <laughs> the lower level tiers because I've been focusing on the, the higher ones. Um, so you would be guaranteed, if you're level... You can't even raid at level one, right? You need to be minimum level five. And being at a minimum level five, you get a minimum of two bone shards, 85% chance. And, you know, then 15% chance of getting three, no chance of getting five. So let's just do a basic math over here. Um, if it takes you, if you get only two bone shards guaranteed, that means you need to raid 30 times, right? Uh, having to raid 30 times is a lot because each raid is eight days. So that is 240 fucking days for you to be able to mint a shaman <laughs> using a single floor orc plus the cost of having to buy Zug. Uh, so at a Zug cost of 65, raiding 30 times, it's almost 2,000 Zug, but you can get a bit of a discount if you're, they said if you raid two times in a go, you can pay less than, um, stuff like that. So the, the Zug cost isn't actually too bad. Zug's like 50 cents or something. So you're now looking at, what, maybe about a grand, 1500 bucks, plus buying the Orc, plus the time leveling, plus, you know, 240 days. That's what, what is that? That's like uh, eight months. Eon and NFT years. Well, here's the thing. I so... I don't want to derail the show. I would be interested in having an entire, as someone who has a lot of orcs too, I'd be interested in having an entire conversation on this with you, DRK, and what we think the potential is mid to long term, like with phase two, as far as adoption for new people coming in. You guys want to have a post, yeah. uh, a post uh, morning show uh, chat in the in the moon lounge about the about orc strategy for a few minutes yeah i was actually going to say yeah, I, I do have to get going guys um but yeah. uh 
great to have so many people jump in here and actually have uh, a pretty vibrant voice chat. Uh, I don't actually have a lot of input because I haven't been in orcs. So, um, I mean, you guys will know way more than I do, but, uh, yeah, I, by all means, like definitely, I mean, we could even leave the, the, the show open, but yeah, jump down into the voice chat and keep that going. Cause, uh, you know, if, Anybody, if you guys spend time in there, I guarantee you like people will slowly filter in and out of the room and we can keep a voice chat going too. uh, something that I'm, I'm definitely going to be yeah. active in, in the next couple of weeks. Having voice chats is really good, I think. Um, like, I think I've mentioned this to Scott a couple of times before, but th there's another server that I'm in that, um, like, I'm on the voice all the time, um, and it's it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's good fun, it's good laughs and stuff like that, but also whenever something's going quick, it's way easier than catching up on fucking 300 messages. You're like, hey, someone film me and what's going on? It's like two seconds, boom, you're up to speed. Yeah, um, it's, yeah it's like good. Look at if we just did that with GM and someone gave their quick 60 second thesis on like, here's where I'm maping into GM two days ago when it was a 10 million market cap and now it's 400 million. Yeah. Wow. Right. Did anybody here bank the win on GM? By the way, I saw that way too late. Way, way, way too late. Yeah, there were, Scrappy, there... I think, shared it two days ago and Lucas definitely did. Yeah, there were a couple of people that uh, oh, did very, nice. very well on that trade. So kudos to them. I need, I nice. need to crack crack my or pop pop my cherry on buying some of these shit coins i've never bought any of these uh <laughs> any of don't these buy pm yeah 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 i yeah, almost did that. Was that I, I saw the same thing scott did i was like i was gonna buy like point point one or point two and then i i was like this is gonna cost more than more in in gas than i'm gonna buy <laughs> Yo, GM, GM is gonna. GM is legit. The person behind GM is uh, this girl. Her name is Liv, and she was behind Ass. So if you guys remember Ass, it like surpassed a billion plus market cap. Um, mm -hmm. So they have a pretty good team in place, and nice. Yeah, and then probably nothing came out of nowhere. Um, Fungibles, who I recognize from um, BitClout. He, he apparently got on a call with the team from probably nothing yesterday and started shilling them on Twitter. And that's when it really took off. Um, mm. And then they also locked their liquidity until February, um, you know, which obviously gives people assurance that it's not a rug, just pretty right. common. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, I think, I mean, so, so just some alpha, like in the, in the cyber Kongs chat, like, you know, I think this guy Coco, I'm fairly new there, but I, I think Coco mm. is, founder of kongs and yeah. um this morning like he never goes in the shitcoin talk like channel yep um like the only time he's wrote in the shitcoin talk before was this message he said all your investments are going to go to zero these are 100 percent shit right like <laughs> kind of like a disclaimer and then this yeah. morning he shares a screenshot of a transaction and he bought 20 eth of pn <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right, so maybe oh, PM is a buy. Yeah, I think. <laughs> what did you have to slip? What did you have to set slippage to on Vibe? I can't get my swap to go through. Did you use Uniswap? Yeah, yeah. You should probably set it like 14 percent tax. <laughs> I love it. That's how I know it's a good coin. Here we go, baby. All right. Okay. On that note, I am going to jump out of the call. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in. Keep the voice chat going though after I leave, and we will uh, we will do it all over again tomorrow. So we'll we'll catch you then. Thanks so much.